Welcome to the Raiders Training Camp Podcast, presented by Pizza Hut. Live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, here are your hosts, Jesse Merrick and Eddie Pascal. And welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Raiders Training Camp Podcast. Eddie Pascal here with Jesse Merrick. And Jesse, we've made it to the perch. It took us a little bit longer than we thought, but we are here on the perch of the third floor at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And we get a pretty nice view up here, I got to say. Heck yeah, man. Hashtag views. Best best view in the building. We finally got it done. You know, we, we cleaned it all up and everything. Yes. We're good to go. So I'm fired up. I know we've been talking about doing it up here for a while. So this is a good spot for a pod. Yeah, absolutely. So the rest of the way, the rest of the, you know, I guess technically camp, which ends in who knows, X amount of weeks, (laughs) we will be up here. So we've escaped the studio and we are with, well, I wouldn't say with the people, but we are in the open air, have a little more room to operate and uh, and we're going to have a lot of fun. And speaking of fun, we are finally, what's today? Friday. So tomorrow night, the first preseason game for your Las Vegas Raiders. But before we talk about the game, let's just go back, look at the, the past few days of practice. Because last time we did this was what? After the Allegiant practice, right? Yeah, man, so it's, it's been a while. I know. So it's been a few days. And, and really, when I look back at the last, gosh, three days, two days, whatever it was, mm-hmm. two practices, I should say, yeah. the defense has really kind of come into its own, I feel. I mean, you look at them active defensively, getting in the backfield, making life miserable for the wide receivers, for the quarterbacks, everyone. And if you're a fan of this team, that is incredible news, frankly. Yeah, that's huge because it, it also, too, we had seen, you know, a pick here, a pick there. I know Kwiatkowski obviously had him on back-to-back days, but that was it. There wasn't many of them, you know? So seeing a day where there's a, you see him in bunches, I believe it was six total on the day from my count. I mean, that's huge. And also, not just interceptions or, you know, balls off of tips and things like that. Like, they're coming in there, punching the ball out. Like, obviously, they're taking that teaching. And for a team that I believe was 30th in the NFL in turnover differential last year, like, that's massive. You've got to be able to do that. And Casey Hayward was talking about it yesterday, you know, how much it's a game changer. of You get two you get two turnovers, how much your probability of winning goes up. You get three of them, how much further that goes up. So, like, you keep stacking them, you build off of that, and you demoralize the opposing offense. And, again, even Derek Carr noted – you get those turnovers, that's a short field. That usually equals points, and that's massive for a team. And speaking of members of the secondary, Damon Arnett is yeah. our guest this week on the Raiders Training Camp Podcast. And Damon was fantastic, frankly. I mean, he was really, really good. So we'll play that interview in a little bit. But we've heard so much about this defense and Gus Bradley's scheme and all that. And, and the term that we keep hearing, not in a bad way, but it's a simple defense. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean, essentially, for a football layman like myself? For me, honestly, it's just like you're going to go out there, you're going to run your, you know, to put a number on let's just say 10 different coverages they've got. Obviously, they probably have more than that. But it's going to be real simple, basic stuff to where guys know exactly what they're going to do, know exactly where their teammates are going to be, and then they can kind of put their own little riff on it and their spin on it, and that's where you start to see those plays come out. You see guys flying around the field doing stuff like that. So that's where – you bank off of all this talent that they have in the secondary. Guys aren't overthinking it. You're not seeing guys mess up simple coverages like a cover three because they've drilled it so many different times. Even, I believe it was yesterday, I heard Bradley yelling at someone, you know, hey, we're a nickel. Where are you supposed to be when you're a nickel? Like, it's good that they're going through those growing pains now because you're going to hammer that down. You're going to have your base, so you go into it. And having it simplified again is just where you get to go out there and react to what the offense does. You're not thinking, oh, man, what do I have to do when they do this or that? Or, you know, who's blitzing? Who's going to replace here? Like, it's very cut and dry. It's simple. And then you're just reacting to what the offense does. I mean, frankly, if you're a defense, too, that's how, I mean, I'm obviously not a football guy, but that's how I would, I would want to play defensively, yeah. where it's like, hey, this is what the offense is doing. Boom, this is what we do in response. Like, it feels like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it feels like the best defenses 
are the kind of simple ones where you read, you react, you're able to go make plays. You let your dogs on the outside do what they do best. Yeah. You're not asking them to do a million different things. You're not overthinking. Yeah. Like, that to me is what it boils down to. And look, like, no knock on the last year's regime on that side of the ball, but, like, you know, it was very clear that guys didn't quite know what they were doing. They didn't know where their teammate was going to be. There was, you know, lack of communication on things like that. With this, it opens the door for so much better communication as well. And then that's what's going to turn into these things like that. And that's where you see, hey, look, if it's simplified, guys are covering their man, they're covering their zone, whatever it is. You get those tip passes. That's where the interceptions come because they're not occupied with doing 50 million different things. They're occupied on making plays. And that's, again, when you've got a talented group like this where the Raiders are known for drafting guys that height, weight, speed type of thing, that's where you can really start to see that kind of take hold. Yeah, and I think, like you said, no knock on, on last year's regime, yeah. last on the guys on the team, or excuse me, on the defense last year. Mm-hmm. But it is refreshing to just come into this year with an expectation, an understanding that it's got to be better. Yeah. There's no one out there right now who thinks that what happened defensively last year was okay. No. Right? So you come in with the expectation, you come in with the understanding, this has to be better, and now we're seeing it. And we haven't seen it, obviously, in a real game. And I'm sure we'll see it a little bit tomorrow night at Allegiant. But you're, so, I think if you're a fan of this team, you just see the building blocks, right? And, and it's something that we didn't necessarily see a year ago, two years ago on this defense. You didn't see that progression of like, okay, this is what it looks like for the first couple of weeks. Now we're a little better in this part of the year and going forward. And like I said, we have a long time to go before week one, but you got to be encouraged by what you've seen thus far. And now at this point, it's like, let's carry it into the preseason. Let's see what we can do in these three exhibition games. Yeah, and this is where, really where we're going to get that look at. And obviously the top dogs aren't going to be playing and things mm-hmm. like that. So we'll get a look at most of the younger guys. But like, if I'm a Raider fan or even just me as a media member, I'm going to be looking to see what kind of calls they're making, what they're doing out there. Yes, I'm going to be looking at personnel and who does well in terms of who has a shot at making the roster or making some moves on the depth chart. But I really want to see how Bradley employs this defense. You know, he's talked about wanting to send two waves out there, you know, to see what these two waves are going to look like. You know, the guys throughout the depth chart, what they're able to do in that. So I'm curious to see this defense, you know, in motion against someone that's not scripted in an area that it's not like, you know, he's going against Gruden and they know their tendencies, you know, things like that. These guys have been practicing against each other for, what, two and a half weeks now? Yeah, something like that. I mean, and then you got OTAs, all that stuff. Like, they know each other very well. So now you're going up against a team in Seattle who's got some dudes that you don't know a whole lot about. And you're not going to sit there and, go through film and look at tendencies and stuff like that for the preseason. No, you're going to concentrate on what you do and what you do well and how you can go out there and execute the scheme to the best uh, you know, benefit for you and this team. So I'm curious to see how guys kind of really take hold of it and who maybe flashes a bit in this defense and we start to see guys flying around and things like that. And, and then the communication is going to be big for me to look for that as well. And, and I think the important thing to remember too is, you know, you're 100% right on that. If you're a fan of this team, you also got to keep in mind that the version of this defense that we see tomorrow night that is going to be the vanilla yeah. of vanilla defenses, right? Like, if you're Gus Bradley, you, there is no benefit yeah. to showing anyone anything. You're not going to give right? away all the no, secrets. Don't no, give away, don't, don't give away yeah. anything. Huh. So you just want, like you said, a lot of it comes back to communication. Make sure everyone's lined up where they need to mm-hmm. be, that the calls are coming in, that the communication from Gus to whoever's got the, the green dot is getting to the rest of that defense. Yeah. And we're really just going through and continuing that build. But we're not going to see the crazy blitzes. We're not going to see, you know, I doubt we're going to see Max or Unique or any of those guys. Like, really, like you said, this is a building block. This is the next thing on the checklist. And I feel like I have to say this because people are going to get, you're going to blow it out of proportion. Mm -hmm. If the Raiders win by 40 tomorrow night (laughs) or they lose by 40 tomorrow night, it does not matter. It does not matter. Objective number one, come out of this game healthy. Objective number two, just keep on building, baby. Yeah. And to your point, 
whatever happens tomorrow, you're going to see people on either end of the spectrum freaking out in a good or bad way. Ignore it. It is the preseason. I I believe in, you know, someone correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe the year that the Patriots went undefeated, the regular season at least, they also uh, didn't win a game in the preseason, if I remember right. So, again, it does not matter what happens now. It's all about the development. It's basically like minor league baseball or something like that, you know, where wins and losses don't matter. It's it's all about the development in that sense. So I am really excited to see these guys in live fire. I mean, we haven't seen these guys, like, go and actually take people to the ground. Some guys have practiced, <clears throat> Javen White, yeah. get a little too <laughs> physical, but I'm excited to see him because I can't wait to see him be able to really release that and really hit somebody. So, like, that's the thing where, you know, Gruden talked about uh, Trayvon Merrick being a guy that he thinks is going to come alive when the pads come on. Well, like, now this is our opportunity to be able to see it. And, again, don't freak out too much over anything, but definitely keep an eye on a guy like that where you can actually see what he's doing when the bullets are flying. Yeah, and we'll talk about on the latter part of guys that we're excited yeah. to see on Saturday night. But I know we've talked a lot of defense, but I know we've talked about it a ton, but a guy that I'm excited to see tomorrow night is Brian Edwards, right? Yeah. Brian Edwards, can, he has had a really good camp. I'm sure that the consistency is something that we would like to see a little bit improved. Uh, you know, and I don't want to say like, oh, the guy's had 10 drops, but you yeah. have those moments where you forget that he's a second year guy mm-hmm. and you forget that because he has these moments of incredible, unreal athleticism where you look around and you go, damn, like, yeah. how did how did this dude go do that? And he, I thought, like I said, has had another really good stretch of camp, but now let's kind of see it in pseudo live action on Saturday Yeah, night. you want to see that consistency. I mean, I think he will probably be the first to admit he had a bad day the day that the defense went off. A handful of balls went off his hands. I believe one of them was one of the ones that turned into an interception, but then he responded the next day that they had practice, because obviously Gruden canceled practice, uh, whatever day that was. Not an off day. Let's clarify. Yeah, not an off not day. Not an off day. Be we've, been, we've been very that. clear. It is not yeah. an off day. It was just a non-field exactly. work yeah. day. Gruden was not happy about yeah. some people saying it was an off day. I, I'm guilty of that. I did say that, but we all know that they actually We forgive working. you. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I will say, like, he responded in a big way yesterday at practice. Came through with what was the catch of camp. Straight up mossed the dude. You guys have all seen it on Twitter by now. If you haven't, go check it out because it was an unreal catch. And that's where you really get to see that. Even in uh, in one-on-ones, I believe it was yesterday. I'm um, looking through my notes here. Maybe it wasn't yesterday. I just remember at one point seeing him like flashing to the simple fact of like how strong his hands are. Coming through with a really contested catch. And it was on a simple hitch, if I remember right. But like... The dude's grip strength is just unreal. So seeing things like that, like little details in his game that he continues to work on and is just out there playing. And so I'm excited to see him as well where you can really start to get an idea of what this dude's doing against guys that don't quite know his tendencies and things like that. And he can really flash that athleticism. And you look at the wide receiver room in general. And this is a, an incredibly talented group. And, and I know we're kind of going you know, off the, the beaten path a little bit here. But one thing that I'm really fired up to see tomorrow night is how this wide receiver room is going to shake out. Yeah. Because you know what you got in Henry. You think you know what you got in Brian. Renfro is about as solid as can be. Yeah. But now you look to the bottom. Zay, same kind of deal. But now you look to the bottom part of that position group, right? We're talking the Dylan Stoners, the Marcel Aitmans, the mm-hmm. Keelan Dosses of the world. Someone is going to take advantage of their reps over the next three weeks and they're going to end up on this 53, and I can't wait to see who it is. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, One guy, again, we'll talk about more who we're exactly looking at, but Dylan Stoner's the guy I'm really curious to see because he's looked really good throughout practice and stuff like that as they toss him back there returning punts and kicks and things like that. He's been real solid, very Hunter Renfro-esque in the sense that he ain't dropping it when it's coming back to him. So, But he's a guy that has had moments where he's looked really good. He put someone in a blender in one-on-ones yesterday, and I was like, whew, man. So, like, he's a guy I'm going to be really curious to see. Another one that you mentioned, Zay Jones, just for the simple fact that, like, we know how much Gruden loves that dude, 
and has said he's the best conditioned athlete on the team. Well, I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Zay out there making plays. And the dude's an experienced NFL player, so he should dominate in this game. And I think we'll see something like that, or at least they'll have the opportunity to get fed. Yeah, and I think that's if you're a fan of the team, that's all you want to see, right? Yeah. You want to see Zay just progressing, progressing, progressing. Mm -hmm. I think last year we flashed those moments of Zay. You're like, oh, okay, this guy can really be, uh, you know, a contributor on this team. Yeah. This year, obviously a bigger role. I don't think there's anyone sitting here who's like, we expect the Zay from last year to be the Zay of 2021. Yeah. Like we need, if this offense wants to continue to improve, to remain a top 10 and hopefully a top five offense, you need to have a big year out of Zay Jones, a thousand yeah. percent. You do. And the thing that impresses me most about Zay is like, he's not the the biggest dude in the world. No, like, certainly me, not. Let me look at his, uh, what is he? Okay, so he's 6'2". Like two, two? Yeah, yeah, that's going to have like 6'2", so like, something like that. Not a massive dude. He's not tiny, but he's not a massive dude. He's and not Julio Jones. No, and yeah. he, he plays every position in that receiving room. You know, and he, he'll play X. He'll play Z. You know, he can do it both. So, like, he's out there banging with the big dogs in the contributes slot. Contributes on special teams, too. We and talked about that. on special teams. Like, that is so valuable. That's why that dude has made a living in the NFL doing that type of stuff. And I love the fact that, you know, he, uh, when I can't remember if it was when we talked to him and he was up on the podium talking to the rest of us media guys, he was saying, you know, I decided to move here last year to buy a home and plant my feet here because he's like, I'm going to make this team and I'm going to do something big here. And so this is where I think we really get to see the fruits of his labors now this year because, again, we've heard Gruden talk him up a lot. You know, I watched uh, – I finally got around to watching Hard Knocks last night. Yeah. And Mike McCarthy had that bite where he was, you know, talking in team meeting, and he's like, "Hey, when I won a championship, it took every single guy on the roster. Yeah. Like, it's you're not one to ten, it's not one to twenty, it's not even one to fifty-three. It goes, it took every single person on that roster to win a championship. And I just think I immediately thought of like, you need guys like Zay Jones. Yeah, you need the Zay Joneses, you need the Dallin Levitts, you need the Alec Ingles of the world to really be a good, solid, elite football team." And like I said, man, Zay is a guy who is bought in 100%. He is here. He is committed to making it work in silver and black. I mean, frankly, I think that we kind of gave him a new lease on his professional football life when he came here. When he, well, I should say he came to Oakland from Buffalo. And I'm just excited for this dude to make the most of his chances in 2021 to have an increased role and to really show, hey, this is who I am. This is who I can be. This is who you guys thought I was going to be a couple years ago, but I'm ready now to have this moment. Yeah, he put in all the work in the offseason. He's worked with D.C. in the offseason, everything like that. So, like, this is his time. On the Hard Knocks note, I'm curious, you think Gruden or Mayock are, like, the salt all over the breakfast sandwich oh, guy like Jerry? Like Jerry, dude. <laughs> all right, I will, uh, I will uh, admit, I'm a big Jerry Jones Yeah. Guy. I just love the man's craziness. Yeah, yeah. He's an incredible character. 100%. If nothing else. Yeah. Like, he is a top five NFL character. Uh, but, yes, the uh, the salt on the breakfast sandwich <laughs> was a tad aggressive, especially, a I would say, for a man of his age. Like, look, we yeah. could all do with every single person listening to the show could do with a little less salt in their diet. Cut that out, yeah. But if you're north of, I mean, how old is Jerry? Ray, can you look that up? Tell me how old Jerry is. But Jerry's got to be north of like 75-ish. Yeah. You don't need that. You yeah. just, you don't. But also to that note, like, dude has lived this long. Yeah. Has, he's, he's clearly yeah. done plenty of things right. Yeah. Maybe he's like, hey, I'm going to enjoy life, do my thing. I'm getting you know? 78 years old from Whew. Ray. So, hey, 78. At that point, I'm not going to tell that man he can't load That's up the salt on his breakfast you know, it's sandwich. Like, it's like that 95-year-old woman, you know, that like, oh, how, what's your secret? Oh, I smoked a pack of cigarettes and, <laughs> yeah. and downed a quarter of whiskey right? every week for the past 42 <laughs> years. And you're like, God bless you. If it works, it works. Yep. But yeah, it was a. I thought it was a good a good start to the show. I mean, I yeah. don't think there was too much drama or intrigue. No. But I thought it was a, a nice, solid episode one. It was. It was a good one. I, you, you love Hard Knocks, and as I was watching, I'm like, man, I miss seeing the Raiders on Hard Knocks because yeah. it's cool when you're covering a team and you see them go through Hard Knocks. It's just a different perspective. I will say, I don't know if Hard Knocks is ever gonna have a better open 
than Gruden's I'm into oh. blanket nightmares. Yes. Like that is still one and it's made the rounds a lot the past week or so with the yeah, start yeah. of hard knocks and everything. But I've watched it, I don't know, five or six mm-hmm. times over the past week. And every single time I'm like, yeah, they're not, this is yeah. this is probably the pinnacle. And the fact that that's how they open. Oh, it I mean, was and, great. Sh- and shout out to JG too, because yeah. he knew the cameras are there. Like he's Heck he yeah. is a showman. He is. And the fact that he opened with that, oh, and I assume he went off the cuff with that too. I bet you I did. I cannot imagine that was a, a pre-scripted, like where he was in his head the you know, the night before saying, All right, what am I gonna say to the mm-hmm. team? Like he just rolled. But my God, credit to John, credit to the Hard Knocks team for cutting it the way they did. Yeah, not gonna do better than that. That was great. I even when you said it, like I kind of got the chills yeah. on the back oh, of my yeah, neck because I remember oh, hearing yeah. that. That was great. Or and you know, getting the whole knock on wood if you're with me and everything. Oh like, yeah, that was. I, I don't think there was a better coach for that than Gruden. Yeah, he was. Bu- he was built for yeah, it. Yeah, he is 100. percent And again, like you said, it's not rehearsed. He's not out there faking. It. Like that's just him being him, and it's great. I tell my buddies all the time. They ask like, oh, you know. What's Derek like? What's Max like? Yeah. But you, most of them is like, what's JG like? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so the, the Gruden that we grew up with on Monday Night Football, that's just who he is. Yeah. Like, that's not an act. That's mm-hmm. not, like, putting on for TV. Like, that is who he is. Yeah. That's how he talks. That's how he, his <laughs> mannerisms. That's how he walks around. And it's it's really cool to kind of see him like that in an everyday setting. But if you're a fan of any, you're a fan of football, it was great to see him in the hard knocks, you know, so the entire world can kind of see Hey, this is this is who John is. Yeah, yeah, and we even got a little taste more of his personality the other day when he was talking. He's talking about you know guys need IVs and things like that. Yeah. He's looking at all the media guys. He's like, even you guys need some. He's like, it's hot, you know. And that's <laughs> that's where we got that. Like that was a moment where as I'm watching it again, I was like, oh, we had that that JG, you know, jump through. That's that's the John Gruden we all yeah. know and love the personality, oh, yeah. you know. So. Yeah. And speaking of personalities, this yeah. is what we call a segue. Speaking of personalities, Damon Arnett. Yes. My goodness, our guest this week on the Raiders Training Camp podcast. And Damon was candidly fantastic. He was. He was. I mean, he was incredibly open, honest, uh, hysterical too. <laughs> and I mean, he's probably one of our better guests we've had this uh, on this pod. Hands down, I think he was the top we've had thus far. I, I was really impressed with Damon. You can tell he's just mentally in such a better place than he was last year. I remember talking to him at points last year, and he did seem a bit off. Now he just seems one like more comfortable in himself, but like just relaxed. In the sense of just like, hey, I'm me, I'm doing this, I'm bigger and better, and I'm going to come back and kill it this year. Literally bigger. Yes. Like literally bigger much as you bigger. guys were here. So, teaser alert, Damon Arnett, much bigger. Yeah. So, everyone sit back, relax, enjoy our conversation. Shout out to our PR staff, too, for hooking this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Will Kiss and everyone on, on his team. But enjoy our conversation with Damon Arnett. I mean, very excited to welcome in Damon Arnett to the Raiders Training Camp Podcast. And Damon, man, first off, thanks for hanging out with us. And we were talking before we started rolling, and you were saying how nice it was to see fans the other day when we were at Allegiant Stadium for that open practice. And one thing that you said that really stuck with me is like, that was the first time you've really seen Raiders fans, which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. How I mean, how nice was it to kind of have that energy and feel that kind of passion in the building? Nah, it was, it was, it was great for real because... Yeah, I'm just now starting to see the type of energy Raiders fans is, is be coming with. Um, I had a signing in Arizona. That was like my first time seeing like Raiders fans in person, like a group of. Oh yeah, and it was just I met people that was in the black hole. This, that, the third, and they they bring that energy. They, I feel like I fit in with them. You know, I feel like I got to turn my energy up now. That's cool. And that's what I was going to ask. Like, I mean, you played obviously at Ohio State, like, you know, crazy fans there as well. Like, what does that do for you guys when you've got just like, I mean, that home field advantage, obviously, but just the craziness of those fans, like how much more fired up does that make you to play in front of those people? Yeah, because it's like when you know people out there rooting for you so hard and and will, will ride about you and don't even know you 
and let somebody else talk bad about the Raiders in front of them, they're going to smack them or something. It's like <laughs> when you know you got a whole bunch of fans like that out there, that like kind of is on your list of people you don't want to let down for real. You know what I'm saying? Like just subconsciously, it might not be in the front of your mind, but you don't never want to want to let the people down that are like rooting for you, you know? And especially as a defensive player, right? Where I'm sure Derek and Josh and those guys, they want to quiet in Allegiant Stadium. But you on the defensive side of the football, like I imagine the louder and crazier and, and pa- more passion-filled that place is, the better for all you guys. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's what I feed off of. I feed off the noise. I feed off the energy um, of both fans. You know what I'm saying? The, the bad noise, the good noise, everything. I just, I just need the energy. I bet, man. And I'm curious, too. Obviously, you got Gus coming into town, new defense here. What are some of the things you like about his scheme and kind of what you've been working with here? Uh, it, it just allows us to play with more vision on the quarterback. allows us um, – we're not doing a lot of thinking out there. It's just more more reaction and playing football and just running fast. You know you, what I'm saying? You look back at last year, and there were so many parts of the year that were such a challenge for so many people, right? Football, non-football. The world just had a really tough – 2020 but when you look at Damon Arnett in 2021 what's the biggest difference for you just as as a dude as a football player entering year two now as a pro so one I'm I'm like 22 pounds heavier I'm under we have a vet in the room Casey he he has has shown me and told me a lot of things that I haven't been shown or told before just on like a big bro level of being in the in the league we got we have a unit room that 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 has a bond now we the team has a has a stronger bond and just just me like I said feeding off of that and I have teammates and coaches who never gave up on me and that that like provided me with more strength and mental toughness and just a whole lot of things I ain't got no cast on my hand I'm healthy you know so it's just I feel like this is this is year one for real you put on 22 pounds. Dan. Yeah. I mean, one, how how do you go about doing that? And secondly, what kind of I mean, what's kind of the thought process behind doing that? So when I got drafted, I was I was like around 195. During camp, though, I was like 170. So I, Dang. you know, I just dropped, and um, it was hard to get back up while playing and uh, lifestyle and just, you know just just things. I, I should have been more locked in and I just use the circumstances as like an excuse to slip you know and uh but I'm back right like I said from all the the support with my coaches my my family my uh my teammates and everything like that this year one yeah and I want to stick on that because 22 pounds like that's a lot where were you on that like seafood eat food diet with Henry Ruggs like you guys hit uh, phase or what nah, so so I, <laughs> I I it was kind of I was just lifting I was I was eating regular, but I, cause I ain't lift, I wasn't lifting. I was like, man, my cat, like I got this cast on my wrist. Then I broke my thumb. I was like, bro, I can't. All, only thing I could do is bands. And then I had a whole cast at Ohio State the year before that whole year, so I couldn't lift for real. Then it was all nothing but bands for two years. Hmm. And then that the off season program wasn't really no off-season program, and I wasn't lifting. I was just running, making sure I was in shape. So by the time we got 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 uh, had to check in for camp, I was real light. And then caught COVID, had to get surgery, two concussions. It was a crazy year. 
Yeah, I mean, so kind of with that, I mean, how much more do you feel like Damon Arnett, like you're yourself again? Yeah, you know, 100,000%. I don't even remember last year for I got to watch film to remember. It. <laughs> so. I mean, you talk about this being year one. I mean, it really does sound like this is the Damon Arnett that we expected to see a year ago. Like the fact that you haven't been able to lift in two years, the fact that you're healthy, the fact that you don't have these casts all in your hands. I mean, as a DB, you must almost just feel like kind of liberated a little bit. It's so, you know how hard it is to try to tackle with one arm or like, or (laughs) or try to play press man with one hand. Like that's hard. But it's being a competitor. You don't look at your disadvantages for real. When you can't complete something, you just be like, you know what I'm saying? You don't take into consideration that you off balance. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, but but like like we said, this this year gonna be an exciting year. Yeah, and, and you know, so obviously we got Netway back. Like, you know, you're back and better than ever. I'm curious. You mentioned Casey Hayward a bit. What has he done for you in your game in terms of maybe how you see the game and things like that? Like, what kind of things have he provided to you? Just just knowledge about each play meaning just certain things to to look out for just how to carry yourself as a professional in the building outside the building tricks on 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 formations and things like that just like on the fly though he'll just point out one or two things that may or may not help but just knowing it you just feel like you understand the game more you know I'm just wrapping up here with the new and improved Damon Arnett, the Damon Arnett yeah. we were supposed to see a year ago. Damon, we know over the next three weeks, over the ne- for this course of this preseason, it remains to be seen how much we're actually going to see you play. But what do you want to take out of these preseason games? Oh, I want to I wanna go get some good tackles in. You know what I'm saying? I want to use my right hand a little bit just, just on some, some full speed reps just to – and also just to, to see – certain situations where last year I would have just ran up and threw my stuff in there, seeing those same situations and then just handling it differently, uh, taking a different approach to it, something that I should have did last year. So just putting myself in similar situations as last year that I I got hurt on or uh, didn't complete the task or, or whatever just so I can start feeling better about myself. Yeah, and, and obviously we're hoping we see the best version of Damon Arnett in 2021. Oh, well, sure. Damon, hey, most importantly, I'm glad that you're safe. I'm glad that you're healthy. I'm glad that we're going to get to see the Damon Arnett that we've really been expecting to see now for a yeah. while. So thank you for hanging out with us. I know this is super last minute, and good luck on Saturday. Hey, I appreciate you guys, man. The $10 Tastemaker from Pizza Hut. Stuck in traffic? Just think of all the delicious meat and veggie combinations. Whoops, got a little distracted there. Large, up to three toppings, just 10 bucks. No one out pizzas the hut. Deal not available in some locations. Exclusions apply. All right, Jesse, 22 pounds for Mr. Arnett. That's a lot. That is a lot of weight. Eating everything in sight. I mean, but gosh, I mean, on the real, though, it, it was crazy to hear Damon essentially say, like, yo, I haven't been able to, like, physically be who I've wanted to be yeah. in two-plus years. So now I think in 2021 – if everything goes to plan, we're getting the version of Damon Arnett we thought we were getting, I mean, a year ago, but really two years ago? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, I think, too, like, also from that aspect, like, he was talking about how he's, like, lifting real weights now before he was doing bands and stuff like that. For, like, those of you guys out there listening, like, think about if you didn't go to the gym for that long, you know, during the pandemic and stuff when they were closed. I lost 10. I, we, yeah. You've talked about this. I exactly. literally dropped 10 pounds. And when you're like, look, Damon, how, what do we listen to Damon at height-wise? I think Damon's a little bit shorter than I am. I think so. We're probably listening to Damon, like, right at 6 foot, but he's probably closer to, like, 5'11". Yeah. 6 foot, 195 yeah. is what they got him at right Yeah, now. so he's probably, like, closer to, like, 5'11". Yeah. But, like... 
for me, after not lifting for nine, 10 months, I dropped 10 pounds, Yeah, you know? And so I can't imagine what it's like for a professional athlete who's essentially making their living off of having their body right. How much of a challenge that was for him a year ago. Exactly. And it's like, it's no wonder that he was having the injury issues and things like that. Cause I mean, look, he just can't get right. And even to that note, like you could tell he wasn't in a great spot mentally dealing with all that stuff. He said he wasn't quite ready for it all. So like he probably not eating the best he probably should and all that stuff. So like now he's much more focused. He seems to be like, look, I'm, I'm getting this done. So like I could not imagine going out there. And again, I'm sure a lot of people at home were just men, you know, struggling to function in a normal sense, you know, by losing weight, not going to the gym, things like that. Imagine going out there and running, trying to I, tackle people. I just like, can't imagine being 170 trying to take down Julio Jones. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that is unbelievable. And think about the way that dude plays. Like, he throws his body around in there. Like, if you're running around throwing 170 into some dude that's like 205, 220, like, come on, good luck. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think the thing is, too, is like, Physically, right? We're excited. Yeah. I mean, he was. We saw him flexing at the side of the yeah. uh, of the press conference yesterday. So we saw that. But like you said, to the mental part of it, like that was the happiest mm-hmm. kind of just most. I, I don't want to say like go lucky, but like just having fun version of Damon Arnett I've seen since he got drafted here. Yeah, you're fired up for the player, but even more so for the person. The simple fact that like he seems like he is in a great spot. Talked about being able to hang out with the dogs and everything before yeah. we got going on the roll with that thing. And so, like, you can just tell, like, he's happy. He's enjoying it. Like, he seems to be enjoying this so much more. You know, he was always very vocal last year for the bits of practices that we got to see during the season. But, like, even now, he just seems like he's in such a better place. And for that alone, that's going to help him so much. And we forget about the human element in all this all the time, right, where we want to go see the Maxes and our Nets and and Derek's out there, and we want to see them kicking ass on Sunday. But you forget, like, they're human beings, too. And there is not a human being on this planet who had an awesome 2020, right? So, like, I can't even imagine being a guy like Damon, a rookie, trying to figure it out. And that's no shot at him. That is any rookie in the NFL who comes in. There is a period of, like, trying to figure it out. And so to have to be doing that during a pandemic, your body's not right. You're just dealing with the world of a pandemic. Like, man, I'm excited to see what we, what we get out of Damon this year. I am, too. I, I couldn't imagine, think about it from the sense of, like, you make it to the NFL. This is something you dreamed about your entire life. And, again, they all understand that they're very blessed to be able to do this and make millions of dollars in doing so. So they do live a very privileged life. But at the same time, you've had this idea in your head of what it's going to be, and then the pandemic happens, and just like everybody else in the rest of the world, like, things are very different. Things are hard. You can't socialize. Like, even for the simple fact of, like, guys couldn't eat together, mm-hmm. you know? That type of stuff is tough to deal with, especially when you're coming into so much new. And also think about the fact that he moved somewhere new, like right? didn't know anybody and couldn't really get that camaraderie with his teammates and things like that. That's where you're like, man, like that stuff is tough. You're going through so much growth and you're doing it at what, 21, 22 I was gonna years say, old? And you're essentially a college kid. Yeah, like come on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough deal. We're excited for Damon. Heck yeah. I think it remains to be seen how much we see of Damon tomorrow night, mm-hmm. but I'd imagine he probably gets a little bit of run. I think so, too. I, I think he definitely will because, you know, he's been working with the twos a lot and stuff behind Casey, but they've cycled him in and stuff like that. So I'd imagine Casey just simply his years that he has in this defense with Gus Bradley, who was with him for five years with the Chargers, and also the simple fact that he's been doing this for quite a long time. I think they're going to get Damon out there a lot because I also think Gruden wants to see Hey, let's see what this dude's got. Yeah, absolutely. The new, bigger, stronger, yeah. better version of Damon Arnett. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of guys to keep an eye on yeah. tomorrow night. And I know the preseason kind of gets uh, people kind of, you know, talk down to the preseason because <laughs> the the results don't matter, right? We've talked about that. But 
you can learn a lot about a team over these next three weeks. And we will, I promise you, learn a lot about the 2021 Raiders over the next three weeks. Uh, a guy that I'm excited to see, mm-hmm. I'll give you two of them, Yeah, both on offense. I'm excited to see the rookie Alex Leatherwood. I'm excited to see what he does when the bullets start flying. You know, and I don't think there's the expectation that he's got to be perfect. But I do want to see what he does in some extended run with big dogs coming after, uh, you know, coming after him. By the way, as we record up here, we're getting three, four choppers coming Oof. in right now. Yeah, those of you guys listening, we got an amazing view of the strip down here. We're looking on this perch and got some windows that look out to there. And like Eddie's saying, we got some like military choppers that are cruising by. Four of by. them, four right in a row. That's pretty sweet. That is pretty cool. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. So, yeah, Alex Leatherwood. Sorry, I feel like I'm like a little kid, like, oh, that was a cool look at those planes. Squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Alex Leatherwood, I'm really excited to see what he brings, probably in a limited capacity tomorrow yeah. night. There's not the expectation he's going to wire over the wire, nor should he. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another dude who we'll probably see a lot of tomorrow, Trey Regis. Yes. He has flashed in practice. He's had a couple really nice days in practice. Uh, let's see what he can do for real, for real now. Yeah, he's one I'm really interested to see. He's got a insane spin move that he busted out a couple times a couple times throughout camp i've seen him make some cuts and you know he rolls his jersey up so does josh and i'm like i was like wait was that josh and then he turns around you can see the jersey and you're like oh that was trey so like he's a dude that i'm real curious to see with with a decent workload you know what he's going to be looking like out there you went offense i'll go defense please do guys that i'm looking at you know one in particular malcolm Kuntz. he's the guy we've seen getting some work at outside linebacker obviously he's the pass rush specialist out there uh, on the edge of the, at defensive end, but they got him some burn there, dropping back into coverage and stuff like that in seven on seven. So I'm real curious to see how he does. And it, he's a kid that has come in when we talked to him. He seemed like he was very focused and just very like a student of the game was the kind of the sense that I got from him in that. And he knows what he's good at, and that's going to get in the quarterback. So I'm excited to see him because we haven't been able to see you know, a ton of him doing that live. It's tough for a D lineman when you can't tackle the quarterback. And, and he's a guy, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but he's yeah. kind of kind of flown under the radar. And that's not necessarily a bad thing for a guy in his position. No. But I think if you're Malcolm Coons, let's see what you got over these next three weeks. And as you said, it's hard to kind of replicate what he does well mm-hmm. in practice when you're not taking anyone to the ground, when you're not getting within 10 feet of Derek <laughs> and Mariota and Peterman and Case Cookus now, yeah. right? But let's see what he can do. I want to see him break a sweat. I want to see him put someone on their back. Like, all right, brother, let's see it. Heck, yeah. We saw it, what was it, uh, last night with Chase Young from Washington mm-hmm. flying off the edge. Like, I can't wait to see this kid doing stuff like that and getting after guys. So it's going to be fun to watch him. Another guy we talked about earlier, Javen White, just simply yes. the, the fact that he can start burying people for real and taking them to the ground. But the the other one that I'm really, really curious to see is Nate Hobbs. He's, he's flashed. He's had a really good camp. He's looked really good in the nickel there. Gruden spoke very very highly of him. The simple fact of coming from Illinois, working with Lovey Smith and stuff like that. So I'm real curious to see him out there running around when things get going and how he plays in this scheme. And also if he does also get some work outside because he's worked at both slot and uh, outside corner as well. So he's going to be a guy I think is going to get a lot of burn and I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to him. And uh, just a bit of a teaser out there. Yeah. If you're a fan, if you're a Raider fan, uh, keep an eye on Raiders.com because we got some Javen White content oh, coming like your way. I don't know if it's going to be probably not tomorrow. I would say early next week. Early next keep week. Keep an eye. Okay. Raiders.com. That's a deep Javen tease right White. there. It is, man. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. But I will say I, I agree a thousand percent with you. Javen's a dude that I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, really the defense in totality, yeah. I'm just excited to see. And we talked about it. We're not going to see the finished version of this defense. No. We are just not. But I'm excited to see how we progress and how we take the stuff that we, we've seen on the practice field and put it in a quote-unquote real game on Saturday night. Yeah, and again, like we said, you're not going up against scripted stuff. You're not 
because like as difficult as this offense is to learn, like the defense goes up against them all the time, they start to pick up those tendencies and figure out what they're going to do. And as a human being, look, it's it's, it's impossible not to kind of cheat a bit when you know what's coming, mm-hmm. you know. And and sometimes when you're getting ready to prepare for teams, obviously you're going to know what's coming because of your film study. But you're not doing that in the preseason. So now that's again where they're going to work on their scheme and be in there in that and react to what the offense is doing. And that's where we really get to see the skill of these guys come through and just really the football intelligence as well. You know, to to be able to read and diagnose and things like that and, and see what's in front of them. So it is going to be fun to see also just, like, who who makes plays. Like, there's always guys that – Oh, you'll get a surprise yeah, for sure. Exactly. And, like, I'm very curious, like, who is that going to be? Specifically on the defense, too. Like, who's going to be that rookie or, you know, even a second, third-year guy, whatever. Who's going to be the guy that pops throughout, you know, the uh, training camp and, you know, the different preseason games and stuff that we end up leaving saying, man – this guy is rising up the depth chart. I mean, you see it every single year. You see it yeah. with the Raiders. You see it with the other 31 teams around the league. There is going to be someone or two or three folks mm-hmm. that by the end of the preseason, you say, you cannot keep him off that roster. Exactly. He took someone's job. He absolutely took someone's job. So I'm excited to see which Raiders are going to do that over the next couple of weeks. But in addition to everything that will be great to see on the field, it is going to be so nice tomorrow night to see a full Allegiant Stadium, people fired up, doing their thing. It remains to be seen. Well, I won't I won't give any anything too big away, but it is going to be a blast tomorrow night down right off the strip at that stadium. And it's going to feel good, man. We saw a tease of it last week, or last weekend, I should say, with the fans, but we're going to get the real, quote-unquote, real experience on Saturday night. Yeah, man. I'm excited simply for the fact of, like, first time where we've got, I don't know how many fans are going to be in there, but, like, a real game. Oh, like, this is what we've been waiting on. This yes. is kind of what we were robbed of last year. So, like, simply to have that, ugh, like, it's so cool. I I can't imagine what Raider Nation feels like and the people that are going to be in attendance for this. I think this is going to be one of, if not the most anticipated preseason games ever. And I'm talking to all teams. Simply from the fact of, like, this is where we get to see not only Vegas wrap their arms around this team, but also Raider Nation for not having been able to be in the building at all last year. That place, there could be 5,000 people in the building. I know It'll there's going to be way more than yeah. that. Like, it's going to sound like 10 times as many. So I'm fired up for that. Obviously, think about how much you know excitement we had leading up to the practice that was over there, let alone a game. Like It's going to be cool. Yeah, it'll be really, really cool. And I would encourage everyone that's coming out to the game, get there early. Make sure you're in your seats. Yeah. Uh, it is going to be a blast to kind of just see the stadium essentially put on a show for the first time. Uh, yes, Monday Night Football is the quote-unquote real opening of this whole deal, but it is going to be so much fun. Yeah. The energy is going to be incredible tomorrow night at Allegiant Stadium. So as I said, if you're coming out to the game, and I sure hope you are, make sure you're in your seats early. Make sure you're loud. Make sure you're cheering. Make sure you're having fun with your friends and family. And take it all in. It's going to be a really special night for this entire organization. It's going to be a big party, man. Yes. And they're doing the ribbon cutting and everything like that beforehand, too. So it's just unique stuff. That it is going to be weird for us because we were in there last year, but like also it's going to feel like a totally new thing where I think even more so this city did wrap their arms around the Raiders and they've taken ownership, but I think we're going to see that tenfold this year because now you can actually like see, feel, touch, and like actually be there at the stadium and take it in and really be like, look, this is our team. We got a team in, in Vegas. That's cool. It's very cool. And the way that I describe it to a lot of folks is it's like if you buy a house, right? Mm-hmm. And you're really excited about the house and, oh, man, this is such a sweet house. You know, all these beautiful rooms. We have this great view, this awesome backyard. But you never had anyone over. Yeah. But now you're having your housewarming party. You get to show everything off. You get to kind of bask and like, hey, look what we did. 
And that's what we're going to do for the first time on Saturday, but really, really, really for the first time in a few weeks. And I can't wait, man. It is going to be so much fun. It is. And if there's one thing we all know is that Raider Nation knows how to throw a party. Oh, they sure do. There were people tailgating for the practice. I can't wait to see the tailgates for this one, the crowds, the lines of people getting ready to get in there. I mean, it's going to be insane. I know, and I am so excited. And you and I are going to talk about it all next week at yeah. some point. Are we, we're going to L.A., right? We're Can we tell LA? people that? Yeah, yeah, it's it's confirmed. I'm going for sure. I know you're I'm going. there. We're going to be there. So we're collectively, we're going to be in Los Angeles. We're going to have to talk to Ray to figure out how we're going to get this little program off the ground. Yeah. So he'll have a very busy weekend trying to figure out how the tech is all going to work <laughs> as he sits there making a, a questionable that, <laughs> phase. But it is going to be a blast, man. The next, next few days are going to be awesome. We have a lot to look forward to. So let's get out of here. Enjoy a little bit of rest, a little peace. Peace, a little calm before the storm. So, Brady Pascal, Jesse Merrick, our guest this week, Damon Arnett, Alexander, who is downstairs making sure everything is operational. My man Ray's on the ones and twos making sure that we sounded good today. And everyone else at Silver and Black Productions, we are so excited to get this show on the road. We are so excited to watch meaningful football. I cannot wait. And Jesse and I will see you guys next week for another episode of the Raiders Training Camp Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Raiders Training Camp Podcast presented by Pizza Hut. To stay up to date on all the latest with the silver and black, download our mobile app and subscribe to the Raiders Podcast Network.